Hello and welcome to this edition of the Halftime Orange Podcast with me, Brenton Webber. Today I'm joined by Victoria Barker. Victoria is from the UK and she is the co-founder of Credible Coach, um, a platform whose core aim is to protect the UK business community from unethical and even fraudulent coaches. We're going to explore the problems that have been at the the core fundamental reasons for Credible Coach's birth. We're going to be hearing about some of the less than desirable activities that we can look out for to make sure that we're not being conned by the more unscrupulous operators in the industry. And we're going to be discussing the value of coaching in this most transformative of time. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Victoria. Victoria, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Really good. We're, it's today's the the end of our summer holiday for our kids, and I've got four kids. So on a personal note, I'm really excited that the school holidays are about to be over. And I know that's <laughs> that's weird because when I was my my oldest started today, and I was thinking how grateful I am to actually be able to drive my child to school on the first day of her you know school year because it's not quite like that and, and you're Victoria you're you're in the UK at the moment it's pretty pretty it's tough over there the worst place to be right now <laughs> oh, mate. Um, but it is um yeah it's it's interesting because we've got our, our luxury of our um of our walk a day although the first lockdown it wasn't too bad because it was summer uh, so now it's more of a, all the parks are very sludgy, so it's more of a slide than a walk. <laughs> right, um, yeah, because you, you, yeah, you had a beautiful uh, couple of days of sunshine, of snow, didn't you? I saw, I saw it like, brought a bit of joy to my younger members of the family who were still over in the UK, it seemed. Yes, yeah, we did. The, the north um, got quite a lot. In London, we kind of briefly got it. Um for, for about a day but it's yeah it was nice especially when you're you know you're going for a walk and it all looks very picturesque um but yeah the the north of England definitely had it I think they had at least like a, a month of, of constant snow wow. um wow I didn't realize yeah it's I, I'm not sure with the cities it just doesn't seem to kind of stick for very long <laughs> yeah yeah and then as you say it just turns to that 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 wet sludge that I remember so well from my school days um, Victoria, as I said, welcome to the show. Um, no, no, no doubt my listeners from the introduction will know how great I think your new um, venture is. And so, so you can do a far better job of introducing us all to what you're doing and why you're doing it. So over to you. Yeah, sure. So I am uh, the co-founder of Credible Coach. So our core aim is to cut through the noise and help people find good, credible, and proven coaches. Because uh, there's been a huge growth of, uh, I mean, the coaching industry is, is the second fastest growing profession in the world at the moment. And we've noticed a huge growth of unethical, even fraudulent coaches um, that have fake testimonials as well. So we've done a, a lot of research on hundreds of coaches' websites and even some third party. Um, review sites and noticed how rife the practice was 
Uh, and I think it is challenging because I'm, I'm a huge advocate for coaching and it's the best investment anyone can make. Mm. Um, but it seems a shame that a lot of people are in the market that are just seeing it as a lucrative opportunity and not actually to help their clients. Um, so I've spoken to uh, a lot of people that have hired a coach um, that unfortunately had a bad experience. Some of them that have spent £12,000 and the coach has disappeared um, were, were over-promised and, um, you know, the, the coach under-delivered and some ethical questions as well. So it seems to be a real problem that's happening at the moment. I think especially because people are in a little bit more of a um, vulnerable position with the, you know, the, the current climate that we're in. And a quick win or a quick way out seems to be very tempting. Um, but unfortunately, um, I think there seems to be some people that are preying on that slightly. And um, people are parting with, you know, every penny out of their savings. And, you know, they're not getting what they thought they were going to get. Um, and also a lot of them are actually branding themselves as coaches, which, you know, a, a get rich quick, you know, make a million pounds in a few months, use this formula is in no way coaching in any way, shape or form. Um, but it is giving the industry a really bad reputation. And um, unfortunately, quite, you know, a lot of people are, are, are falling for it. And there's, there's a people always think, oh, it, it, they must, you know, if you if you get scammed, it means you've got a low IQ, but that's really not the case either. I've spoken to some people that you would, you know, deem very successful, but you know, they were kind of maybe they hated the job, um, they were having money troubles, or um, they were just a bit down. And it's, not, it's not something that we tend to talk a lot about. It's almost like counselling or um that's that's like we don't we don't go, oh, I've I've got a new coach, which we which is kind of wrong because it's sports people know how important coaches are. But to get the most out of your life, a coach in any area is of exactly, value. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, you know, all of the most successful entrepreneurs, you all have coaches. Um, Silicon Valley, I was reading a book recently about um, the coaches that they have there to help them perform at the best. Um, you know, Bill Gates, there's lo loads of people, they all, you know, attribute a lot to coaches. Because um, I think it is, you know... It, there's, there's a mindset piece that it really does help with. I mean, I, um, I've, I've had coaches for years and years now. And to get kind of clarity, especially when you're starting a business, to get clarity on, you know, your why, your mission, how are you going to get there? Um, it's definitely a, an investment that's that's worth making. But there is a stigma around it still. I, I, I agree with you, um, especially when we're collecting testimonials, senior leaders um, or business owners will not want to publicly say that they've had a coach. So we have to keep them anonymous. Um, but these are people that have built very successful businesses and manage, you know, large teams. Um, but, you know, they, they, they don't want to admit that they've had a coach. So um, maybe it kind of makes it less... Um, tempting for other people because you're not quite aware at the scale of people that do actually hire a coach um so that's something we're kind of hoping to if we can provide a safe space where they can find trusted ones that we you know we have really stringent onboarding processes um we personally collect the testimonials we then use ai tools and then if we're not satisfied we call them <laughs> and and quiz them and ask for more proof of the uh, coaching relationship 
um so hopefully people can kind of trust it more and and hopefully hire coaches more that would that would be um you mm. know the, the end goal well the, the 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 amazing growth in the industry that you talk about really it doesn't come as a big surprise to me because we've been talking recently a lot about how we are entering the transformational economy where we are doing more problem solving we're we're being faced with the challenges of life when, you know, a lot of people have been able to keep a very separate work and life world that in the last year has really been challenged with, you know, work-life balance isn't really a thing. It's like you have to have your work and life at the same time running concurrently um you've got to you've got the the stresses of the home combined with a far higher level of stress in the business world and in the in the employment world and you know everyone's got this security of the future has kind of it's a lot shakier than it was before especially for a lot of people so as people need to they they're faced with their problems they realize like companies who are faced with their problems are having to transform individuals who are faced with their problems are realizing that they have to transform and so they will there will be a huge investment potentially in this industry that as i think you're alluding to has probably got a very low bar of entry yeah i mean absolutely not uh, anyone can give themselves the title of a coach um, there's no regulation anywhere shape or form um, and it's it's challenging because a lot of people don't know what they're looking for um, in terms of you know training um, there's an argument that you don't need any training at all but you know if you're if you're dealing with someone that might have mental health issues or trauma you need to know when to hand them over to a therapist um you know because you can be doing a lot more damage than good and a coach should not take anyone that's not at a functional state um which i think is one's the, the challenges with, with new coaches and you know it's it they want to help everybody and they they come from you know it, it's not malicious um they just want to help everybody but um i think when you're you know you're setting goals for someone that's not at a functional state and they feel that they can't hit their goals uh, and then they go in a downward spiral because they're like, even a coach can't help me um, when actually they needed a therapist first. Um, and I think the, there's, I mean, that being one of, you know, the many challenges of um, people just jumping on the title of a coach straight away without even really doing much research at all, um, because it can, you know, can really do a lot of damage to, to, to people. Um, and then, you know, there's the online, the growth of online coaching, which, you know, is really hard to um, actually track down when, when we've been researching some companies um, to actually find a, a, a holding company, to actually find any information on the people that are doing, you know, the ads where you get in their funnel, then you spend a huge amount of money on a course, on a program, whatever, to actually find out who this person is and what training they've done and what experience they have, you know, if they're not on LinkedIn, it's really quite difficult. Um, so it can be anyone at all. And, you know, the, all you need to do is just land on an ad and, you know, the sales copy and everything's so advanced now where um, 
you can be convinced about it and you know part with a lot of money without really knowing who um you know who, who you're dealing with um and that's been i think the online coaching itself has been quite a big issue um especially with you know how many people that are you know posting with the, you know um lamborghinis and dinner mansion and mm. you know this is well, you know, well, that brings me on to a, a question that I've, I'm, I'm jotting down. I'm finding this fascinating because I've certainly had my experiences within that industry. And a lot of what you're saying is, is you know, it's ringing bells inside my head. At the time, I would have said that I definitely blamed myself that while the coaching was taking place, the, what we weren't getting the kind of the results that we were hoping. So that I, I subsequently found out that this person was taking some of our customer experience models and putting them into their own workshops that they were going out and successfully selling. Oh, wow. Um, so um, it was, it was really, and all I really wanted was some coaching on how we could get this best kept secret out there. So that was a really, really weird situation. But for many, for a long time, I would say that it probably, uh, probably blamed myself. And I would have also, it would have also done, it, it definitely did some confidence damage, you know, um, during, during stressful times. So yeah, I, it, I can completely, um, I can completely empathize with um, the issues that people are facing. What other what are the three? I, I do see things online, and I think I'm pretty savvy, um, being a digital native for many decades, for decades now. And I think I'm pretty good at picking up on the on the on the scams. But you know, for those that are being caught with pretty language and pretty photos, what what should people be looking out for? To you know, like the the big warning signs from, like, have you have you ever found a a, a if there's one constant that is never a good sign, is there anything that we should kind of look out for? <laughs> uh, to be honest, when uh, so this is more kind of um, in the get rich quick arena where I think, you know, it's really important to help people to not go down that route because one, no one can promise you a set revenue. I, I've, I've seen so many where they will make you a millionaire in this amount of time without knowing anything about you, without knowing your industry, without knowing your skill set, without knowing your customers, without knowing what you're charging your customers. You know, this blueprint will get you to a millionaire. Um, and it's interesting, actually, I was on a um, YouTube channel uh, last week, um, The Contrepreneur, I don't know if you've seen it, it's a brilliant channel. Um, and he said he went to one of these you know, seminar things. And he was sat next to a virtual assistant who had spent, um, I think it was a few thousand pounds on a blueprint to make, uh, I think it was a million pounds in less than a year. And she was a virtual assistant charging, um, I think, 20 pounds an hour. Um, so they had managed to convince her that she could make it a million pound business by the end of the year. But she didn't want to recruit anyone. And there was no way with her model of how she was doing things that that was ever going to be the case. And, I, you know, I, he, he didn't then, you know, catch up with her after. But I, I've, you know, spoken to so many people that have been, I think, deluded with the big promises. 
Um, no good credible coach or business coach will promise a, a certain amount of revenue in a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, especially without actually speaking to the person. Because there's knowing so many what variables your in it. There's so many variables in it. And of course. It's, it's a shame because, you know, it seems really enticing, the ones that can be... Um, you know, promise the world, it's all it's all abundance, it's all your mindset, which, you know, I'm big into abundance and a mindset, but there's also a reality check that you do need to have. And, you know, it's disheartening, especially for people that, you know, maybe want to, they're setting up their own business and they're in the belief that they can make a huge amount of money very quickly. They're going to give up. They will give up very quickly um, because they're sold on the dream that it's quick and it's easy. And, you know, it's, uh, I hate to kind of be the bearer of bad news, but it's just, it's really not the case. For some it is, but you can't, you can't go out as a mass marketing message saying, you know, take my program and you'll get this, this number, uh, this amount of money and freedom in, in X time. It's just, it's not, it's not ethical and it's not, um, it, it can't be promised until, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so blueprints with, uh, um, I've, we can fix it without knowing anything about you would be certainly a, a, a big thing to look out for. I couldn't agree more. I mean, how, how can you possibly look at a business and say, all right, we've got a model. Well, we, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, is that what Halftime Orange does? No, we've got principles that can be utilized at, at different levels. And it really is up to the, um, to how much, you know, it's, it's identifying the inhibiting factors. Like, I do think that business consulting in some ways is a lot like coaching because there's a and – and I think that the difference in outcomes also means that in my industry, a lot of people are just looking at the hourly rate, that the activity, how much blood, sweat, and tears are we going to get out of this person over hours instead of how do we work together to grow to a – certain level and we don't know we always walk, we always go in and say we don't know anything about your company we might know we might have awareness of your of how your customers are feeling because we may know them we may be them uh, but we don't know what the the complexity of employee uh, managerial leadership or or the financial structure of a company and that's even before you get into the you know what's the commodity what does the industry do what's what are all the perceptions that are coming from our tweets? It, it would be impossible for anyone to go into a company and say, if I'll take your idea and, you know, without knowing anything about it, we'll make you a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think um, even though there is a lot of coaches that take a hybrid role and, and do kind of uh, coaching, mentoring, coaching and consulting, you know, that's not uncommon. Um, but for coaching in its like rawest form, uh they don't typically advise at all um so they very coaching's very much with the mindset that you have the answers yourself but you know you need a guided conversation for you to get to it and, and there's more of a buy-in to it if you think you've come up with a solution yourself Definitely, um, that. which is then it's quite it's quite frustrating when you see you know someone that's probably not googled what coaching is and saying download my you know, five day formula to grow your business 10x and I won't talk to you. And you're like, that's not coaching, which then people that do hire a coach and they're expecting someone to tell them what to do and that doesn't happen. 
um, they're then quite confused. Um, whereas, you know, a consultant will very much come in and, you know, they will tell you exactly um, what you should be doing. And they, you know, they'd be in a better position to kind of give you the, you know, a revenue goal than, than a coach would be. And that's not to devalue coaching. It's just they're two completely different approaches. Um, both are, you know, very valuable. Um, but um, it's it's difficult because not many people, um, especially when I, I did quite a lot of research, just purely speaking to businesses and leaders, and um, none of them actually really knew what coaching was and then couldn't really understand the value of someone not telling them what to do until they hired one and they thought, oh, I did not realise, you know, this was my cool, you know, vision for the business. And, you know, I, um, these were actually my goals and this is what I want to do. And and they're more productive and are more of a buy-in for it. I, I think the best consultants do do what you're saying. I mean, the best, when I've had, and I've had some great business coaching, not all my coaching experiences have been negative. Where I've found the most value is when a coach has been able to introduce me to a principle that allows me to, un, to, to develop insights that I wouldn't have been able to get without that model. And I almost think it's the same with coaching, like being introduced to things like Ikagai, the, uh, you know, the Japanese uh, art of finding meaning in your life. And I've seen that in a lot of coaching websites where you see the four tangents of what you love doing, what you get energy from doing and finding that, that middle. And I, 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 don't, I don't use it in my business, so, but I'm just, see, I'm just seeing that on, on websites. So, so that's a different thing, isn't it? When you've like, I don't want, co- I don't want to downplay coaches that have got some amazing models and principles that they can bring, have been proven to deliver insights. But I guess we just need to understand that that those insights are always dependent on the action of the individual who's going through it I guess what would which or what your site what I would get the value from your sites trying to find those individuals that don't have that you know they're promising they're, they're promising the answers not promising a different perception a different you know giving ourselves a different perception of our own situations yeah yeah and uh, uh, we've got so this there tends to be kind of two categories of coaches. You've got like your, your mindset coaches and your strategy ones and, you know, really good ones can do a bit of both. Um, I mean, we've got a coach who set up a really successful um, multi-million pound recruitment business. And now he works solely on mindset of people that set up a recruitment business. Um, he does have the strategy piece in it as well, but he believes a huge part of getting to that is, you know, really kind of, uh, managing and understanding your your mindset, you know, going through the, the stress and growth, etc. And then, you know, we've got some other ones that are more strategy based, um, where you know both kind of they 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 have their their values 100. Um, percent It depends, you know, on on the person. But speaking to a lot of the clients when we're collecting their testimonials. Um, quite a lot of them start with saying it isn't what I expected at all 
Uh, and a lot of them realise, especially like, you know, senior people that they, you know, they've been actually struggling with burnout for quite a while and they didn't realise. They've had imposter syndrome, but they didn't realise that's actually what it was or it was a thing. Um, they've actually had, you know, a huge fear of criticism and they wouldn't speak up in leadership meetings and they didn't realise until they had the coach and they kind of, you know, asked them certain questions where they really reflected on their actions and then helped them overcome that. So um, there was one woman we spoke to and she's just like, I am so much more confident in leadership meetings and I get my point across and it really helped with, you know, my career, for instance, um, which she needed to find that herself. You know, you can't have someone come in and say, uh, I think you've got imposter syndrome. You know, they have to kind of get there themselves, um, which is kind of the the, the beauty of it, um, which, you know, is and then when you see that on the flip side, people promising huge revenue goals and all these, you know, crazy things with it's just it's so far from what um what a lot of the coaches are, you know, doing at the moment. I mean, there is it's it's hard to measure an ROI because, you know, if someone's, you know, you've helped someone in their, you know, their productivity or um uh, as I said, overcoming their, you know, imposter syndrome or or their, you know, their fear of criticism, etc. It's hard to actually measure the revenue in that um which you know this definitely will help in you know a huge amount of ways and you can probably you know take some kind of assumptions from from after the coaching but areas like that when it comes to mindset it's not like a direct you know yeah new sales model and we can measure it that way there is a there is an issue with that isn't there because of the indirect nature there's also the the what metric do you use? And that's a problem with business that we always have to find a metric. Whereas in reality, the ROI can be felt internally. Yeah. Like yeah, just the, uh, you know, I'm, I've I've yeah, I've I've definitely seen a massive ROI in the personal transformation investment that I've made in both time and resource over the last few weeks and they'll guess the way that I'm measuring it. And this is something that I think needs, again, I'm trying to link this back to customer experience because we, we have this problem in customer experience where we have as an industry tied our horse to the wagon of MPS um, or lifetime value, um, which conveniently takes a whole lifetime to measure. So it's, it's, it's difficult to create predictable, measurable returns, or, or it certainly has been. But when you actually sit down with a company and you start thinking about, all right, well, what are the metrics that are linked to this? What other things could we, we be measuring? Like even happiness quotient, you know, being linked to growth and bottom line if you're measuring it a constant three six months period it could well be that you just sit down like what is the most important thing for a company that we've recently just um taken on board they want to they want to start winning customer service um awards but they're the, the awards that they're looking at are potentially 15 months in the future and we can't, I don't think for us to maintain and develop and get the buy-in of the entity, of the leadership, we can wait 15 months before we deliver a return. So we'll be working with them. Like what, 
is it internal surveys is like how much how much value can we put in just having you know a a a, a, a happier workforce that's more solution based so uh, I, I see this there's difference it's just it's it's sometimes so difficult to find what that return is yeah um, i mean sleep sleep's a good one i'm sleeping way <laughs> better gosh that's a great <laughs> metric to be to be looking at when you've got that when you're looking at the whole system about what's impacting your productivity and your motivation yeah yeah definitely yeah and it's it's definitely we when we're you know we're speaking to clients there's a huge you know because we ask them about the results and there's always really good positive results and you know to be able to say this in exact revenue because i think when when i'm speaking to businesses they're like what's the exact revenue we'll see and it's like no it's not maybe part of the problem that could be part of the problem yeah, if all you're true. looking at in, is revenue, you've yeah. got a very company-centric view. Like yeah. we, we, we always challenge people to think like a customer. Like if we're talking to a, a coffee shop owner who, for example, and this is a completely made-up um, um, example, but if we'd say we're talking to a coffee shop owner and all they're thinking about is their bottom line, which is clearly the most important thing to them, our advice is start thinking like a customer and what's important to them because generally more successful customer outcomes lead to more success, successful business outcomes. So they're, if, they're, if they're looking at just, yeah, what's the, what's the immediate financial benefit well, yeah, that's very difficult to constantly chase. It's also difficult during stressful times. It's a, it's a pretty, it can be a pretty meaningless North Star. Like if that money is to do something that really transforms your life, it's not meaningless. But if all the, if all the focus is on just growth and um, money, yeah, I could, you, I, you miss I the real growth, agree. right? You probably miss yeah, the big I, money that way. <laughs> exactly yeah and there was um there was one business owner I spoke to and he um once he'd had the coaching then everyone in the team he didn't even know like the real vision of the company and you know which isn't completely uncommon I think when he's so busy go 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 he kind of lost where he's actually going so it just completely realigned him to um exactly what is the vision and then what all the team kind of felt was the vision and then got everyone all in sync so it kind of moved from a instead of it being like a to-do list it's kind of like we're mission-led so you will leave lead from you know your intuition now we're aligned on where we're going and you create your to-do list around that we won't sit and go through tasks it's more kind of you know where we're going um and it's hard to kind of say he was like there's a huge growth of productivity and um people actually getting tasks done more quicker because he felt like they were really working towards something like loads and loads of benefits for, for him to actually say oh and you know we've had this much growth from it is quite you know challenging to do there definitely would have been and I think if you really looked into it there definitely would have been um but I think you know all these all these things coming together and you know everyone's saving time you know, not doing tasks that they actually don't really need to do because now they know what kind of the core mission and vision of why they're there and, and what the business is trying to accomplish. Yeah, um, we, we speak to a lot of, um, we, on this show that we've spoken to quite a lot of people who spend a lot of time in the investment world. 
And they say that about 80% of businesses that approach them for capital or for investment have no idea what the solution is that they're actually trying to fix. I mean, you're, you're somebody that really knows the, the problem um, that's out there. So when does it launch? Has it launched yet? Not yet. We're uh, 23rd of February. We are live. Very exciting. Um, it has been um, a long, a long time to make it. A lot of research, a lot of research. And we've been putting all the systems together, mm. make sure we can get mm. everything ready. Um, so we've just got a small sample of really good coaches that cover kind of each area of business coaching. Um, and then we'll, we're only gradually taking on maximum 10 coaches each month because um, it's quite a, a stringent onboarding process. Um, but anyone that will go on is kind of confident that they'll be able to find um, a coach that will kind of meet their um, meet their need and, and what they're looking for. Um, but yeah, so 20, 23rd of February um, will be will be live. Very exciting. I can't wait to kind of get it out there. Um, and yeah, the coaches we've got are absolutely brilliant. I'm, I'm excited to um, get their profiles live and everyone can read their testimonials. Um, some really, really good testimonials we've got from them as well. Um, so yeah, exciting times ahead. <laughs> Is this very much focused in the UK market at the moment? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for here because we've got, we've, I'm sure we've got the same problems. I mean, I certainly see a lot of coaches with blueprints um, smiling at me from their jacuzzis in tropical islands. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking would still apply to me. So when when's global domination planned? Victoria? When's global domination? Uh, we are the UK, but the thing is, is especially with the pandemic, you know, the all the coaches are online now. Um, they, uh, I mean, even one of our other coaches, he's been coaching for about twenty years, and he's never done a Zoom session, and now he absolutely loves it. Um, so he's so, so all the markets have kind of opened up for them um you know it's just time difference kind of being the 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 main um potential issue um however we are just starting with the uk and then we want to gradually kind of expand it but just based on um the testing and the feedback that that we get um but yeah i mean all, all the coaches they work kind of internationally now anyway because of um they've moved you know most of the, the coaching online so um if there is a coach you like on the site i would definitely encourage you to book in because uh, i'm confident they will be able to to be able to help and so and so i can actually show my um face on a new zealand street after i've basically introduced uh, our listenership to this fantastic promotional um site for uk counseling is there uh, when when can we expect new zealand counselors to be able to you know are you going to be basing it on the people that are interested in, you know, the traffic that you're getting? Like if all of a sudden, you know, this hugely popular, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being a bit, bit tongue in cheek here. I was actually on a podcast yesterday um, as a guest and somebody introduced me as a joke, I'm sure, that we were the most popular podcast in New Zealand and this big brash American thing. And we're not, you know, we've probably get, you know, 20 downloads a week or something at the moment 25 downloads a week at the moment but say there's some people who you know they love what you're doing they're working in a market where 
they know that there is a lot of this, uh, that this less than, you know, um, scruples filled um, operational standards um, in their industry, you know, can they reach out to you to potentially, you know, um, say that we, we have an industry problem here and we would love to, um, you know, we want to be a part of this. We want to be a part of this, you know. Yeah, up. of course, of course, hundred percent. I mean, my um, the, the our end goal is for it to be, you know, uh, international, hundred percent, because um, uh, it's you know, coaching's not going anywhere. Um, and I, I think as soon as we've really kind of streamlined the the system side, but we'll be able to grow more. And um, but I think in the meantime, if there's a coach that someone isn't sure about or if they maybe want some you know guidance then I'm happy for anyone to contact me um on um to my LinkedIn's just Victoria Barker they can send me a message just say you know is this person okay um and I'm happy to have a look through and kind of give my my input on it as well and we've got quite a few systems to check they're online and check their reviews that they've got on their website and stuff as well. So, um, will there be, the will there be some? There, sorry, will there be some good FAQs for you know people to, um, you know, things to look out for? Some, some, you know. It's it's interesting actually. I did a video yesterday, uh, not yesterday, sorry, last week, um, on um, the five um, five things to look out for and some of the five tools that you can use uh, when you are um, to check for fake testimonials because the main thing is obviously you know experience. Oh yeah let's go there fake testimonials your industry isn't alone. I am seeing a lot in the personal development space though because where I've seen the most fake reviews and they're they, they, they work on the basis that we just look at the stars and we're too lazy to actually read them or follow up on the dates. But personal development books, hypnotherapy books, um, business growth books on, on, on Amazon, specifically on the audio books, I'm seeing or every review in the same language uses the same language. They're all yeah. 49 reviews for this unknown author spread over three <laughs> days when, you know, Frederick Forsyth takes a week to get that number on his new review. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously exaggerating. But clearly, you know, what, what should people be doing to watch out for this new phenomenon of conning? It's, it is... Fake testimonials are rife, absolutely, um, and it's it, it especially in the personal development industry, and you know, and you've got coaching and them areas where uh, barriers to entry alone, it's very emotional buying. Very emotional, very emotional, very, very emotional. You know, if you're promising to fix someone's you know business mindset, life, you know, that there's a lot of emotion that are in it, uh, and I have seen a lot of fake testimonials. Um, the the worst one I saw um, only a few weeks ago now was an executive coach, and I landed on his page through an ad of some nature, um, and he had nine detailed testimonials, um, all with uh, they were all leadership titles, so it had the name and um, you know a C 
senior manager or whatever it was and each had a headshot and all of them because I look at testimonials a lot all of them did kind of I just got a feel that it was written by the same person um so there's a ghost writing software which um I would recommend people to to use uh, I think it's ghost ghost writer I oh is it io to me yeah it's, it's, it, our it's last call. very good one in terms of free um in terms of kind of like initially seeing um because if anything flags we then use some of the systems we built um however that flags that the sentence structure the use of verbs nouns etc are all very similar in all of the testimonials so that was a red flag and then we reverse imaged all of the headshots and a lot of them came up on um uh, royalty free websites um social media pages that weren't the person uh, so then I went a little step further and I actually looked at each of them on LinkedIn and he'd actually set up a fake LinkedIn profile for each of them with the fake picture. Um, but he had um, he'd hid everything so you couldn't see the company that they were working from, but you could see that they didn't have any connections. So you knew they were fake, um, which really goes to show because his website had the luxury appeal. He's not going to be, his prices are going to be expensive. And every single one of his testimonials we kind of predicted were fabricated. Um, and I've seen it a lot, but that was kind of the, the, the worst that I'd seen. Um, but yeah, if you go on, even like Trustpilot, if you've got loads of five-star reviews and loads of one-star reviews, they'll pay people to leave lots of five-star reviews to push the one-star down. Um, there's loads of practices that are being used to kind of fake social proof. And it's very convincing. For someone that's not searching for it, it's very convincing because we've all got a truth bias and we'll believe information that's given to us unless we're given, you know, something to the uh, contrary. So... I think that's one of our main missions to kind of flag saying so bad for the industry though really bad yeah because because we don't just build our expectations from the companies that we do business with but we build them from all the experiences we have with an industry that a company belongs to as well Mm. so the more shonky activity that takes place in an industry the less we think of that Industry. We expect 100%. less honesty from an industry when there are a lot of liars in that industry. Hundred percent, and that's kind of my my big mission is to help people differentiate between the you know unethical and the even fraudulent coaches and the good credible coaches because a lot of the time they think you know the people that are doing this it's it's an industry standard and it's really not in any way shape or form there's some really good fantastic coaches out there um that are you know really there to help their clients um but it's yeah it's unfortunate you've got a few um that are operating in in a certain way that give the whole industry a bad uh, a bad name which is yeah it's a shame you know, I, I I want to introduce the listeners to. We talk a lot about this this book that we've. It used it's kind of a fundamental part of the CX canon, and it's called the Experience Economy, and it was um, published by these two academics, Pine and Gilmore, and it's one of those books that everybody's read in my field. Um, but I've 
one thing that I never focused on too much was the transformation economy that was predicted after the experience economy. And I think we're very much there because what, what Pine and Gilmore recommended was we were going to get a massive growth in what they called transformation businesses in this transformation economy. And transformation businesses are those that charge for the benefit of the customer's outcomes. So how, does, how do they describe it here? Charges uh, Transformation business charges for the benefit customers or guests receive by spending time there. So exchanging their most precious resource, which is either money or time. We've got, we've, we've got a growth in experience businesses, which are those businesses that charge for the feelings that they give us while we're engaging it. Prior to that, we had the growth in service businesses, where it was much more about the long-term service. We see that in massive subscription growth. You know, Netflix is a service business because it's 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 how they how we're served long term um your goods businesses when brand became important how we just how we create distinctions between other commodity businesses so those are the five businesses and i think it's really important for companies to work out which type of business that they are are they a commodity business in a goods business where they're just going to build a brand and try and get the best prices and reach the most people and, you know, stack them high, sell them cheap um, or sell them more expensive if your brand can get it? Or are you a service business where you're being charged for the activities that you perform for people? Or are you an experienced business where it's about the feelings and about giving a great journey, you know, a show? Like, are you Disney? Or are you a transformation business? And if you're a transformation business, make sure you understand that everybody is doing business with you for the transformative reason. And it means that your responsibility as a business is to work out how to deliver that transformation. Because otherwise, you're just marketing yourself. You're a commodities business marketing yourself as a transformation business. Like I, I would, I would chat. I would imagine that a lot of those great, we've got a blueprint. They're really just a goods business. They're probably from a big branding background where brand is king. Yes. Yeah. Instead of yeah. the evolution through service, through experience, and now into where the future of your industry lies, which is the transform transformative nature that we all need, or so many of us. Yeah. Need exactly. Yeah. And I've met so many really good, fantastic coaches that are kind of, you know, the awful marketers. <laughs> um, they're just, it's a different skill set. But online, you know, you'd think one person was really impressive that's, you know, done everything that they, they can to show how, you know, successful they are. And they, they you know, they know the funnels well and, and all that stuff. And then you've got quite a few that they don't really know about marketing, but all their clients have had the best results, um, which... Again, I think it's challenging because from a customer point of view, you would see, you know, the blueprint, big iron, the big brand, all the followers and instantly put them on a pedestal over, you know, someone that hasn't got that because they've, you know, maybe just not put their 
the time into you know well, we're, we're, we've got so many decisions we have to make we're actually pretty lazy people all of us like when it comes to making decisions like if we can be given a really nice beautiful brochure that looks like these people know what they deliver it can short circuit our need to affirm what we're going to yes. get out of this relationship before we activate so uh from my perspective yes. when I, my tips when and this is what you're do, you're hoping to systemize but yeah just make sure we do our due diligence when we're when we're believing the transformative nature of the communication that we're receiving yeah yeah and i think that's um one of our core aims is every coach is on a level playing field and it's all focused on results their client feedback um which you know i think at the end of the day that's what it should be if you're looking for the transformation there's no better way to figure out if that coach is going to do it than if they've delivered to other people not you know what their marketing spend is <laughs> um, couldn't agree more victoria um first of all thank you so much for putting up with our technical issues I'll just lift the veil a moment there um i'm really glad that we got to talk again and i'm really glad i'm really pleased that we've got to provide so much value to those that are listening if they're considering um entering into you know this most important growth industry and um yeah good luck with your uh, with your amazing uh, platform i can't wait to see what ah, happens thank you thank you for having me it was um it was a pleasure i'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for listening today I hope you got some really solid value out of the conversation. If you did get some value, please consider subscribing using any of the links below. We are on all major podcast platforms. And feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or via our website, www.halftimeorange.co.nz. Look forward to speaking with you next time.